Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 22nd. Today, you guys, is our first day in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Enos through the Words of Mormon. Now, I'm not going to lie, we're going to spend a lot of time in Enos. Um, We're probably going to spend about half the week just kind of dissecting this chapter and this story, because it's really powerful. And Enos is about to describe a journey that all of us on some scale and at some point in our life is going to have to take for ourselves. And so there's a lot that we can learn from Enos about how to go from having a knowledge of the gospel to a testimony of the gospel to a conversion in the gospel. And that is the journey that we see for Enos. And so let's jump right in and talk about this chapter. So in Enos, verse 1, he starts, Behold, it came to pass that I, Enos, knowing my father that he was a just man, for he taught me in his language, and also in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and blessed be the name of my God for it. Now, Enos's father was Jacob, and I love the tribute that Enos gives to his father here, it's very reminiscent of what Nephi says about his parents, right? That he was born of goodly parents and that they taught him in the language and the learning of his people. And so I think that that's really important is that we get that very first glimpse into the fact that Jacob was raised learning this truth. I love how it says he was taught in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, the definition of nurture is the process of caring for or the encouraging the growth of. And then the definition for admonition, it's a commandment or a warning. So Enos knew that God was invested in his growth, and he knew that the Lord loved and cared for him, but he also understood that God had commandments that he needed to follow, which kind of helps us understand how this whole process began. It's reminiscent of the people after King Benjamin's speech. And all of a sudden, these are good people, but all of a sudden, they viewed themselves in their own carnal state. And they immediately began to repent and to pray and to call upon God. And so it's kind of a similar thing, I think, for Enos here. This is total speculation, but I don't think Enos was ever like a super, super bad kid. I don't think he did these egregious things. But I do think that he had to go through these same struggles that we all do. And I think that he kind of had an aha moment where he understood how much the Lord loved him, how much the Lord cared for him, how much the Lord wanted to redeem him. And he also had a firm view of God's commandments and the areas where maybe he hadn't been quite as valiant in those commandments. We all have these small things, right? Before we're truly converted to the Lord and his gospel, we all have those small mistakes. Even Joseph Smith had those mistakes. In Joseph Smith History 1 verse 29, he says that he betook himself to prayer and supplication to the Almighty for forgiveness of all his sins and follies. And I think Enos was much the same way. He had made mistakes. He had his own sins and follies. But he understood the goodness of the Lord. And he understood his tenderness and his love for him and his desire to help him grow. Okay, so now verse 2, Enos says this, And I will tell you of the wrestle which I had before God, before I received a remission of my sins. Now there are a couple things I love in that verse. The first thing is, is if you'll notice, it says that his wrestle was before God. 
It was not with God. It's not like he was having some big arm wrestle with God and he was like, hey, if I win, you've got to forgive me of all my sins. He was not wrestling God here. He didn't have that spiritual conflict with God. The conflict was in himself and he was wrestling with himself, the spiritual self versus the carnal self. And so he was having that wrestle with himself before God. And I think it's important to realize that at some point in our lives, we're all going to have these little wrestles before God, these small moments, but probably on a much smaller scale, right? When we realize that there's something we need to change, but we don't necessarily want to. We wrestle with ourselves before God, trying to do what's right, knowing what we should do, but having that struggle with our carnal selves, not really wanting to do that. Maybe that's just me, but those wrestles are real in our lives as well. And then the second thing I like about that is it says that he had that spiritual wrestle before God before he received a remission of his sins. There was work that he had to do before the redemption came. And I think that that's really important to pay attention to, that there was a process there in receiving the redemption that he was hungry for. Okay, so let's take a look really quick because... Like we said in verse 1, Enos fully admits that he was raised by Jacob knowing good from evil, knowing right from wrong. He was taught the gospel. He was taught all the things that he was supposed to do. Now that being said, you and I both know that you can have parents who do everything in their power to teach and raise children to do the right, and they still don't. They still wander away from the path and they still don't end up with the testimony that the parents want them to have. But I think it's really important to look at what happened to Enos here that helped him to take the faith of his fathers and to allow that faith to become his own faith. And we see that in verse 3. Verse 3, it says, The words which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life and the joy of the saints sunk deep into my heart. That's the key. And unfortunately, that is not something that parents can do for their children. We can teach and we can guide and we can pray for and we can do everything right. But at some point, our children have to allow those words, those testimonies, all those family home evening lessons, everything that we've done. At some point, our children have to allow those things to sink deep within their heart. And that is where conversion begins to take place. Not just a testimony or not just knowledge, but a conversion to the gospel. When those words begin to sink deep within our hearts. David A. Bednar said, conversion is an enlargening, a deepening, and a broadening of the undergirding base of testimony. So testimony is the precursor to conversion. But until that testimony begins to sink in our hearts, that conversion has not fully happened. Sister Oscarson said this, True conversion occurs as you continue to act upon the doctrines you know are true and keep the commandments day after day, month after month. True conversion is a process that takes place over a period of time and involves a willingness to exercise faith. So you guys, there are three steps here. There's knowledge. It's that idea that I know something. I've been taught something. I've heard this over and over and over in my life. There's the knowledge there. There's testimony when you begin to feel it. 
when you begin to believe it and to want it. And then there's conversion. And conversion comes when you begin to act it, when you begin to live it and do it. And that was the process that Enos is finding here in this chapter. He knew the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He had been taught that as a child, but maybe the testimony wasn't quite there. Now there came a point here in the scriptures where he's out in the woods and he's pondering on the words that he had heard his father speak. And those words began to sink deep within his heart. And he began to have a testimony of those words. Now the next couple days, you guys, as we continue in Enos, we're going to study how that testimony, those words that sunk deep within his heart, became conversion. How they went from being something that he could feel to being the way he lived, the things that he did, the person that he became. Because that truly is the greatest lesson that we can learn from Enos. He shows us his journey from knowledge to conversion. His journey from knowing to acting. Because I promise you guys that the joy and the blessings that come from the gospel come as we're converted. They come as we act, as we do, and as we live the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's going to be our process for the rest of the week, is looking at the things that Enos did that helped him to obtain conversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're the same steps that we can take to be converted, and to maintain our conversion for the rest of our lives. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, to share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.